This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. So if you would open your Bibles here to Isaiah chapter 11, and we're going to jump right into here. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10. I'm going to read verse 10. Um, all the way down to verse 12, not too much, and then we'll go back and kind of get read it in a little more detail of who is Jesus, and just let me pray here before we jump into this word, and, and then you can get on out of here and go get yourself some food, amen? Anybody just like, like church and then it's done, it's like, oh, now, you know, go eat, anybody, yeah, anybody love food, yeah, it's just, yeah, you know what? You know, you know, what's interesting is, speaking of connect groups, um, the, the gentleman here that gave out that shout right over here. Oh, is that your wife? I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, Eric. No, I'm sorry, bro. It's, it did have a little pitch to it. But, but, but they're, they're, uh, uh, Eric and Janae are going to be leading the connect group as well. But there's literally their connect group is going to be about come over their place and you guys are going to just eat food. So... So hence the excitement about food. So um, anyways, they'll be out there too. You can connect with our other connect group leaders about whatever. And yeah, yeah, that's literally what they're going to do. Like that's what it focuses on is some good food and stuff. So um, anyways, we're excited about our connect groups. Um, let's pray. Uh, Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, what you're going to do here. I, Lord, I pray for everybody that's, that's hearing the word, Father, that, that they're transformed, that they don't just hear something, but they're transformed by something, that all of us, um, Lord, are, are, are better, are different as a result of sitting under your word. Father, I pray that the Christ in me would speak to the Christ in them. And Lord, and that as we speak to the, as I speak to the rock in them, God, let water just gush out of them. Living water in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. Awesome. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10. This is a prophetic utterance about Jesus, our Savior, coming. So uh, there's so many scriptures in the Old Testament as in Isaiah alone that talk about Jesus. So here we go. I'm just going to read a few verses, and then we'll just kind of dig into this. Hopefully I can teach you something here this morning. You walk out of here encouraged. Isaiah 11, verse 10 reads, and, to, and in that day... There shall be a root of Jesse. Some of you might go, what does that mean? Well, Jesse was the father of David, and Jesus came out of that lineage. So if Jesse was the root, Jesus was the fruit. Same tree. So J Jesse and David, they were in the, in the tribe of Judah, where kings were came out of. So our Savior came out of Judah because he's the king of kings and lord of lords. Look at your neighbor and say, that's my king. And in that day, there shall be a root, capital R, root of Jesse, who shall stand, stand as a banner to the people. For the Gentile shall seek him. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, Gentile. And his resting place shall be glorious. Verse 11, it shall come to pass in that day. Somebody say, who is Jesus? Okay, and that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of the people who are left from Assyria and, and Egypt, from uh, Pathros and Cush, from Elam and Shinar, from Hamath and the islands of the sea. Verse 12, he will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcasts of Israel. 
and gather together the disperse of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So this is my text. We're just going to kind of walk through it. I just have three points for you, just three thoughts or three things I feel the Lord spoke to me about this. It's talking about Jesus, that there was a day coming when a Savior would come um, and the root of Jesse. And in verse 10, it says, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people. And, and right here, I just wanted to talk about this real here. I know it's simple, but I'm just here to encourage you that who shall stand as a banner to the people, that Jesus came to stand with people like you and me. And all of us have experienced things where people may have come and gone and we've been left and people maybe didn't stand with us and or maybe we were the type at time who knows outside of Jesus that maybe you just didn't have the wherewithal to stand with somebody. But I'm here to encourage you that Jesus came to stand with people. Like his whole mission was to come and to stand as a banner. And that word banner really, what that is, is in the old days or way back when they the the armies would have a banner and that banner was like this what was a rallying point and so Jesus the heart of God the heart of our Savior is always to stand with broken people that that Jesus he stood with blind Bartimaeus when even Jesus's people wouldn't call him to him he stood with a woman caught in the act of adultery caught in the act and Jesus stood with that woman in her struggle he, he stood with the woman that that the, the woman with the issue of blood that she wasn't supposed to be touching people and Jesus in the crowd stood with that woman in her struggle um, time and time again if you look at the life who is Jesus Jesus is the one that will stand with people that nobody else will stand with that Jesus is there. I would much rather have Jesus stand with me on a bad day than be without him on a good day. I, I want Jesus to stand with me. I, I, there are so many stories in this room of people I know that Jesus stood with you at your worst. And his whole mission, the Isaiah the prophet, years before Jesus came, there's coming from the root of Jesse, a king, a man of royalty, of, of dignity, of honor is going to stand with the outcasts and dispersed of the world. That, that is our Jesus. That, that is who he is. If, if we want to know who Jesus is, he's the one that will stand with us in our mess. And, and, and get us onto where he's called us to be. God is not waiting for you to get it together. He's not waiting for you to, 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 to have a longer stretch from, from the last time that you messed up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know, uh, he, he's not going, okay, one more day and then I'll stay. I'll see you got one more day. Hopefully, you know, be, 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 you know, it doesn't matter where you are, what you've been through. Uh, my Jesus is the one that stood with me at my worst. And so I think sometimes Christians forget. Christians are leaky. They, they leak. They leak. And, and God, if God were to, were stood with you and loved you when, let me just talk about myself. Stood with me in my nasty, sinful self. Didn't compromise who he was, but he came into my world. <laughs> he, he came into my bedroom. He came into my side, knows everything, and he stood, he came to me there. And then as we grow in the Lord, 
walk with the Lord. We sometimes think he, he's ready to beat you over the head just because, you know, and you aren't half as bad as you were. Somebody say amen. <laughs> and he, if, he, if he stood with you at the beginning, if he loved you and touched you and, 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 and you had this encounter with him and, 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 and all that, and you were, in a sense, if I could say, at your worst, what makes you think he's not going to stand with you as you just walk through even just your own process and, and, and your walk with him? God, the heart of God is always to stand with people. He is for people. He is not about a building. He's about people. He's not about um, organ, an organization. He's about people. I mean, let's read it one more time. In that day, there shall be a root of Jesse. And, and in Jewish history, the kings were dignified. They were, they were, they were people that had this grace to rule. They, were, they, were, they had a court. They, they were distanced, if you will, from the common people. But this king will stand with the people. How many of you know in, in, in even political realms, we want somebody that ain't so distanced from the people? Somebody say amen. amen. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to get political, but I'm just, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, 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 the person in charge, we're like, hey, we want anybody, um, you know, you, you want your boss to know how hard you work and how difficult it is to be on the front lines and deal with customers calling the, the place. Anybody in customer service, you want, you want the boss, you want the king of that space to understand what it's like on the front lines. Amen? And so that's Jesus. He is the king that will stand with us. For instance, when my uh, two-year-old just turned three, when he has himself a little accident, all right, and he, you know what I'm saying, I, I'm the one, I'm, I'm the king of my castle, all right, you can ask my wife, she, she calls me Lord, she does, it's a trick, no, <laughs> no lowercase, lowercase L, it's just, it's just how we do it, you know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. My cousin's over here. She's like, he, she, he lying. He's lying. Our cousin, she lives in the house. She knows Crystal Gale don't call me Lord, okay? But, uh, uh, but, but I, you know, I'm the, I mean, she's the queen. I'm the king of the castle. You know what I'm saying? It's just the weight, the responsibility of the spiritual environment is on me. Come on, somebody. The, the, yeah, somebody. All the men said amen. Come on. Come on, men. I want to hear a amen. Come on. On three, men of God, say amen. One, two, three. There we, that's, that's what I'm, yes. All right, settle down over there, settle down. Settle down over there. But I'm the king of the house, but I, Jesus is the, yes, he's the king. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. He's from the root of Jesse. Uh, the devil's going to bow sooner or later. Every demon, every struggle, it don't matter. Humanity, every knee's going to bow. One day, he is the king of kings. The Lord of Lords, cancer's going to bow. You know what I'm saying? Racism's going to bow in the name of Jesus. And hopefully we can be a part of that here. Look around this room. Racism's got to bow to the name of Jesus. Right? But, but Jesus is all up in our stuff too. Isn't that a beautiful thing? He's a king. He is worthy of the honor and the glory. But he's going to find himself all up in your process. He's a good God. He's a good, he's all up in there. Now, when, when Dominico, my son, has himself a little accent, I am not so much a king that I can't change his diaper. I'm not saying I always feel like it. I'm not saying I just kind of 
Don't say nothing, even though I smell it, just to see if somebody else is going to do it. <laughs> All right, we're a real church for real people. My wife will be like, Dan, what's that smell? I'm like, I don't, I don't smell. I don't, you, come on, anybody ever just try to dodge some, some hard work? No? Now, am I the only one? Oh, I am? Wow. You guys are like, wow, you should be up here preaching that. <laughs> but, 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 but the heart of God is that he's a king. I mean, they're, they're, he's royalty. We, we just worshiped our king. With nobody else, we don't lift our hands for anybody else. Uh, amen? Uh, as far as worship is concerned. But we, we, we worship him. But, but that king, this type of king here, is going to be all, all up in our life. Where he's, a, he's our brother, our friend, our master, and our Lord. Isn't that awesome? He's going to get, he's okay with changing some diapers. He's, he's okay with your process. He isn't so royal that he can't be touched with the feelings of your infirmities. He is all up in the mix with us. And now, there's a beautiful thing. Is he's, he's a banner to the people. So here it is. And my first point is Jesus stands. I know it's simple, but Jesus stands with you. I want you to know that. I want you, when you walk out of here, to know, man, Jesus stands with me. You, you're not doing everything right. You haven't done everything right. And we all know that because I'm one of you and you're one of, you know, we're all the same. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But I just want to encourage you that at the end of the day, Jesus stands with you. And that's one reason why we are, as a community, are, we want to do connect groups. Because, the, because in connect groups, and the, our whole thing about that is just literally relationships. Because we all need people to stand with us and, and, and walk with us. Now, I'm not saying everybody, but, I, but I'm telling you right now that God has somebody for you to walk with you, not to condemn you or push you away or repel you, but, but somebody that will walk with you. In his body is God's heart, and his heart ought to be expressed through us, and we ought to be Jesus to others that we are okay with your mess, and we're going to walk with you through it. I'm not going to judge you and kick you to the curb because you're going through something because I've been there. And, and, I, and I will go there in one way or another down the road. I'm going to need somebody, somebody to stand with me. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus stands with you. So Jesus came to stand with you on your journey. He's with you. He's with you. The Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Who is Jesus? The Bible says his name is Emmanuel, God with us. He's with us. The, you have access to the creator of the universe regardless of whatever you are walking through. Let's look at verse 11. What was my first point as we go to verse 11? Jesus stands with us. Here we are. We, we, verse 11, for the Gentiles shall seek him and, and his resting place shall be glorious. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time. Anybody got any second chances? Third chances, four chances, fifth chances? That the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left. And he starts to name all these areas uh, where, where people were that he would again a second time pull the remnant. Once again, for the Gentiles shall seek him and his resting place shall be glorious. 
His resting place shall be glorious. Resting place is that God has come to to habitate, that God doesn't want to visit you. He wants to live in you. We don't want God to visit. Uh, I was praying this week for Boyle Heights, just our neighborhood here, that I was really praying, God, Father, let us be a part of something that literally brings a fresh awareness to this neighborhood of who Jesus is. That, 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 that this little warehouse building could actually be a part of something to literally transform a neighborhood. And I believe, there's other great churches here. I don't want to take away from anything they're doing. But Lord, use us to where you actually don't just visit us, that you come and set up shop in this neighborhood that you would come and set up. And so those who seek him, his resting place shall be glorious. And, and your um, situation or circumstance becomes glorious when Jesus is there. When he abides, his presence is made known. And where his presence is made known is where we are changed. And so God uh, desires to um, habitate, cohabitate. He wants to live. He wants to, he wants it to be a habit of his to be in your space. That his resting place shall be glorious. And, and if you're taking notes here, I just want to teach you a little something. That word glorious means the kabod or the literal, the weight of God, the weightiness of God, the presence of God. That he's talking about Gentiles, those outside of the the commonwealth of Israel, those that are outside of the blessing of God in the Old Testament. He says, I'm going to come and I am going to kabod with sinners. I am going to come and dwell with the outcasts. I'm going to come and my resting place will be glorious. Where I come, it shall be glorious. And so uh, it says there uh, that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant. And, and this is something I was praying even about our neighborhood here. And, and I wrote this down that God has chosen to rest here in our church, his presence. And did anybody feel the presence of God as we we're worshiping? Uh, that there's a unique presence of God among us. I just um, did an orientation with a new uh, person that's joining our team, a new volunteer, part of our dream team. And I said, what? Why are you serving here? Like, not like, why are you serving here? I, no, I was just saying, like, why now? What, 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 what is it uh, about this place that makes you want to serve here? And he said, the first thing I noticed, and this person came from a Catholic background, so it just was different. And he's like, the, the first, when he said, when he stepped in the building, he said, the first thing I noticed was the worship. And even his terminology wasn't real, like, theological per se. But he's like, man, just the soul of it, I was feeling it. And I'm like, hallelujah. But, but there was something that nobody did for this man that when he stepped into God's house, he was like, whoa, there's something going on up in here. And, and there's something unique about where Jesus, who is Jesus? He's the one that comes to dwell among us to habitate with us, if I could say that. And here's my second point, is we are his resting place. That you, it's not necessarily the building, the reason why he experienced the God, experienced the presence of God here is because you came and the presence of God is in you. 
So um, he needs to tell you thank you, okay, after service now. But, but it's because the, the glory of the Lord's going to fill the earth because you're in it. And the presence of God is in you. God, you are you, your vessel. You are the house of God. I think we would approach things a little differently that when you go to work, the temple just walked into the room. The Ark of the Covenant just stepped in to the room. When you, when, when you go to eat, wherever you're going to go to eat, I don't know where you're going to go to eat. Chick-fil-A. Well, you're definitely going to eat at Chick-fil-A this morning because they're closed. I don't know why a Christian organization would be closed on Sunday. But in, no, I'm just kidding. But, but wherever you go eat, when you walk into that place, the kabod of God just walked into the room. <sighs> Think about it. When you, when, you, when you wake up in the morning, the presence of God, the kabod of God just got up. When you took a shower this morning, when you put your shoes on, when you walked out the door, the presence of God just stepped out of the house. The presence of God, that, that Jesus, you are the temple of the living God. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the house of God. Who is Jesus? That he is the one that comes to rest in us. Uh, Psalms 26 verse 8, check this out. Psalms 26, verse 8. says, Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Man, why do I love the house of God so much? Not so much the building. It's not the building. It's a place that we have chosen to say, this place is sacred because this place is where we worship. This is where we gather. There is something sacred. It's, there's something sacred about the act, not necessarily the wood on the floor. Or when we get our carpet next month in the name of Jesus, right? And then the padded chairs, there's nothing sacred. It'd be nice, but there's nothing sacred about it, right? These hard black chairs aren't sacred, thank God, right? Uh, what, you know, what if I said, no, the Lord said to keep them? He wants you uncomfortable. No. <laughs> Anybody thankful we're going to get some padded chairs? Somebody's like, come on now. <laughs> I see y'all like shifting in the middle of service. <laughs> <laughs> but but what makes this sacred is the fact that the present that you are here bringing God's presence and we are here worshiping him and and it is his presence that Lord I have loved the habitation of your house and the place everybody say the place, place. where your glory dwells so, so God has chosen to rest here in our church, and he's going to use us to recover the remnant of Boyle Heights. Let me, let me say that again, that, that because God is here, he's chosen to rest here, habitate here, dwell here, abide here in our church community, and he's going to use us to recover the remnant of Boyle Heights. That I believe there's a remnant out there I believe that there's people called of God out. They're not here today, but they're right down the street from us, and they're called by God, and we are here to recover them. That, 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 that is who Jesus is. Jesus is the head of the, the body, the head of the church, and we are here to his bride. He is our husband, if you will. We are his bride, and we, God's going to use us to compel them to come in to, to recover the remnant of this area. Hallelujah. What was my first point? Jesus stands with us. My second point? We are his resting place. Jesus stands with us, and we are his resting place. All right, verse 12. 
Isaiah chapter 11, verse 12. It says this, he will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed. Everybody say the nations. Everybody say the outcasts. Everybody say the dispersed. Everybody say the four corners of the earth. Let's say it again. Everybody say the nations. Everybody say not one nation. But the nations. Everybody say the outcasts. Everybody say the dispersed. Everybody say the four corners of the earth. All right. And so this is my second, my third point here is Jesus is all about diversity. If we're going to have a church in, in Los Angeles, it better be diverse. I believe this is something close to our heart as a church. That, that, that we better look all mixed it up in here. And I hope you're okay with it. Because it's going to get more mixed it. Come on, somebody. Everybody say the nations. The, how, his house should be called a house of prayer for all nations. All right, mixed it. God desires and loves and he wants, he desires Mexicans and and Asians and Puerto Ricans <laughs> and Samoans and Anglo-Saxons. All right, and gloves and and, and blacks and uh, the four corners, the nations, the nations. That that we our goal isn't that we we get along. That's a good start. But our goal is now we get along. I think it's kind of, you know, it's almost like you guys don't like each other. Just get along. No, we're, we're going to be friends. And we're, 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 we're going to, you, you know, we're just going to freak out the racist people. <laughs> we're here to, to make them nervous. That, that all nations. We want to confuse uh, racism. We want to destroy racism. We want to break the back of racism. We, we, all nations, the four corners, the outcasts, the dispersed people, humans. We love humans. We don't, we don't discriminate. We want you here, and we're not just saying that. We, because if it's not happening, we're just saying something. We, Jesus is all about diversity. That we are missing something if the environment isn't doing what Jesus, the prophet, said Jesus would do. This that in the heart of this is the plan of God. It is theological to have a diverse church. It is not, oh, you know, they just, you know, they really like divert. No, it is, it is a mandate. It is the great commission. I know it's quiet. <laughs> go into all the world. No, go, go into, you know, just, you know, just focus on those kind of people because they're safer. And, and, and I want them. Go into all the world. This is a prophetic utterance of the Messiah. And within this, con this is only one verse. It talks about diversity and everybody. And the first verse we read, he will stand with people.
people. Come on, somebody. People. My last point, once again, Jesus is all about diversity. Jesus is. We will intentionally reach outside of our circle. We, uh, I'm going to preach this until I go to be with Jesus. That this is who God is. It is what he's about. It is, it is, we are better for it. We will lack things if all we do is connect with those that look and talk like us or, you know what I'm saying, or whoever, whatever you are, that, that, that God, that is the heart of God, that is the kingdom of God, heaven's going to be diverse, let's just start here, let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, amen, all right, here it is, my last verse here. Jesus is all about diversity. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth. So this is heaven. This is coming from heaven. This is an angel who dwell on the earth to what? Every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, and people, people, uh, color, ethnicity, nationality, socioeconomic uh, history, uh, rich, poor, old, young, or seasoned and young, I, I seasoned and young, I'm, my goal is to be the most seasoned person in the church. <laughs> Uh, so, so, you know, and people say every, 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 everyone, everyone, every, every nation, every tribe, all, every nation shall bow, every tongue shall confess, and people, every nation, tribe. The gospel is for people. When the gospel is preached, respond if the gospel is the number one thing it will attract different kinds of people if it is the gospel um, uh, a diversity will show up if it is the gospel the gospel attracts people because it is the gospel. It is not, it is not uh, church culture. It's the gospel. It is, not, it, it is not the culture of the pastor. It is the gospel. And if the gospel is preached to the, that, that it will attract everybody. The gospel message strikes a chord. The gospel in your heart strikes a chord in the heart of humanity. That there's hope. That there's love. There's forgiveness. There's a way out. There is freedom. It strikes a chord in the heart of all people. Every eternity is in the heart of every person. They don't know it, but it's there. And the gospel inside you will strike a, heart, a chord in the heart of people that are in your life. And in doing so, it gathers people on a spirit level. It gathers people on a spirit, on a soul level that transcends culture, ethnicity, and socioeconomic status. A gospel preaching environment is a spiritually rich environment made up of a vast variety of different kinds of people. I'm going to say that one more time, and then we're going to close in prayer, and then we're going to um, 
We're going to pray, and then we're going to uh, take a moment. We're going to re- uh, receive our Heart for the House offering, which we do uh, most of the time once a month, but this one's unique, and I'll give you some details on that, those of you that are visiting with us. When we receive offerings, I want to say this. I know I'm going to read this last point again, but I just want to share this. That when we receive offerings, and you're here, uh, and you're visiting, that we, that we, we never say, oh, you have to give, uh, because we as a community, this is for you. It's for you. You can, but there's no pressure, quote unquote, to give. This is for you. And you can give. We won't stop you from giving. You know what I'm saying? Somebody say amen. But, but, but really, it's not for you. This service is for you. Uh, what we do here is for you. Uh, but we as a community are going to receive that. Um, and so here we go. My, I'm going to say this one more time. A gospel preaching environment is spiritually, is a spiritually rich environment first. It's spirit. And spirit transcends the skin that I am wearing. It it transcends my natural fabric. It's spirit. The Bible says that God is spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit. It is spiritual first. This is, the Bible says, a spiritual house. And so when you touch things on a spirit level, everybody starts showing up. Because it transcends culture. It cuts through culture. It, we're here to celebrate one another's diversity and uniqueness. But this gospel message is spirit. It is a spiritually rich environment. And as a result of that, it creates a vast variety of different kinds of people. I mean, our vision is, is to build a spiritual house that, 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 that solves spiritual problems that, that then begin to affect. It's almost like the, the, the house of God is like the, tab, the temple where you have the holy of holies where the presence of God was. That's what it was all about. And then you had the, the inner court and the outer court. And then you had the community that lived around it. But the closer you get to the house, the more spirit it ought to be. It ought to be at the core of it. God, the number one is God's presence. And, and, and nothing else. Nothing else. Everything else is just details. It, it's his presence. It's, it's, it's Jesus. Who is Jesus? He is the holy of holies. When we preach him and live for him and, and, and pray to him and, and lean into him, it's going to create an environment that is going to be culturally, ethnically diverse by virtue of focusing on spirit first. Amen. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.